You are listening to Learn Out Loud's Art History Podcast. Each episode provides thoughtful analysis of the enduring artistic masterpieces that have become a hallmark of Western culture. For a full listing of the podcast released by Learn Out Loud, please visit us at www.learnoutloud.com slash podcast. The Entrance of the Crusaders into Constantinople, painted by Eugène Delacroix in 1840, from 100 Masterpieces of Painting by John Lafarge. So completely does our artist typify the so-called romantic. Out of the many that I might select in the enormous mass of Delacroix's productions, I shall choose the painting of the entrance of the Crusaders into Constantinople. The painting is like a chapter of Sir Walter Scott. But here is pure invention on his part, merely the poetic reconstruction of the possibilities of such a theme. Like Sir Walter Scott's Count Robert of Paris, it is the shock of Western energy against Eastern wealth and apathetic convention, the perpetual story of the successful barbarian. But it has more than that in it, and more than even the successful suggestion of a historical moment. And yet it has that also, and for the first time in modern painting the costumes and trappings of the Middle Ages are represented, not as mere archaeology, but with the actual record of the thing seen. The picture has the meaning of a great drama, employing that ill-used word not in the meaning of the theatre, but in that of a condensed impression of agitated life. And, like lyric poetry, it gives the record of one great impression, the fatigue of victory, the confusion and hesitation of unexpected success. Perhaps some of the painter's older military friends, remnants of the great conquering armies of France, perhaps his own brother, the general, baron of the Napoleonic Empire, may have told the painter anecdotes of the straggling of conquerors into cities too large for their forces, where they had wandered about through streets of deserted palaces, and stumbled suddenly on half-resistance and partial submission, and the temptations to plunder, and to the license of success. The group of horsemen has reached the upper part of the city and halts before the doors of some palace. Far below them spreads the Bosphorus, and the mass of the city seen from above cut up by streets that are marked with shadows. Up the steps behind them rush other companies, striking right and left in the useless rage of victory. They themselves hesitate at what they see, a group of citizens begging for mercy in fear and confusion, the old man imploring, the women and children, some innocent victims of chance blows or bolts, lying about, the daughter weeping over her dying mother, and some old man dragged out for ransom by a brutal victor. And with all that... The representation of triumph in the outlines of the lances and flags floating in the wind, and the strange proud mass of helmets and plumes which cut against the vast landscape below the city. Perhaps this is a full example of the romance of the period, and the memories of Byron and Scott may well be invoked before this example of a sister art. No paintings since that day have had an equal breath of life and grasp of imagination. Works of art have been constructed carefully and with precision and with the patience of accumulated effort. But the main power, the essence of the drama, the seeing of all together at one moment, has apparently deserted modern art in its more ambitious pages. <laughs>